All right, let's get into our message today. Uh, as you know, we're in a series of messages entitled, Joy to My World. How many of you need some joy in your world, huh? Anybody, anybody know anybody that needs some joy in their world, right? What a time, right, we live in. Uh, the uncertainty, the stress, the anxiety, the turmoil, the tension. But again, I've come to tell you, those in this room, those on the other side of this camera, I've got good news for you today, and that is that God loves you and that God wants, a, wants to make a tangible difference in your everyday life. And listen to me, the way that He actually does that is by giving you joy. I'm going to talk about joy. You know, recently um, I found myself saying in uh, my moment of need, say, God, God, I, I, I need you. found myself saying, God, I, I don't know that I have the ability. I don't know that I have the strength. be honest with you, God, I don't even know if I have the want to, to really fight through these issues and these problems. Now, I know nobody else that's hearing me today has any problems, so I'm probably just talking to myself. But I was just crying out to God. It seemed like my plate had gotten a little full, and it wasn't just one issue, and it wasn't just one problem. It was multiple problems and issues, and it just felt like the plate was getting a little... Am I talking to anybody today? It felt like my plate was getting a little full. God, I need... I think a lot of us have been screaming that, right? 2020, and our cars going to work, huh? at the park, you know, in our homes. Or, oh, God, I need help. I don't know if I can do this any longer. And it was in that moment that I got, heard God speak to me. No, I didn't. I'm not saying I heard an audible voice, but the way God talks up out of my spirit, all of a sudden I realized God was speaking to me. He says, the answer, I hear it. The answer to your situation is called joy. I said, say that again? Like, really? How could it be joy? I got issues, Lord. He says, he went on to say, your problems are not your problem. Your problem is a joy problem. So celebration in the month of December, I've come to you again to declare to you today that perhaps your problems may not really be your problem, but the real problem might just be a joy problem. Now, in Nehemiah chapter 8, we're going to look at this again, and let me just let you know that we're going to give some review, and uh, we're putting together kind of a puzzle. We started it last week, and I want to make sure that you know the pieces that we already have in place, and then today we're going to add a, a few more, more pieces. If, if you need help, I believe we're going to be able to bring some help, help today. If you just want to scream and yell, this probably isn't your service, but if you want some teaching that can help you, get ready, because we're getting ready to go there in Nehemiah chapter 8, again, let me give you the background of what's going on here. God's people have just come out of a severe lockdown, not for eight months. They haven't been quarantined for eight months, but for 70 long years, for 70 years, they have been in captivity in Babylon. They've been living a life of uncertainty, a life of stress, 
a life of anxiety and tension and turmoil. And now they're being let go. They're, they're being let go to go back to their homeland to rebuild the, the, their ruined, devastated city. What's taking place here in Nehemiah chapter 8, the ch chapter 8 we're going to read from is that God's people have, have gathered together in the open square in the middle of the city to hear the preaching, just like we're doing right now, to hear the preaching of the Word of God. Actually, it started at sunup and it went all the way through midday. You think our services are long. Hello, somebody. There's hope. Right? There's hope. We're not going to be all day today, just, just a little bit longer. So they're in the town square, and they're hearing the Word of God. And as they begin to hear the Word of God preached in their lives, they begin to realize how much that they had neglected and strayed from God in their captivity or in their their lockdown. They, they realized how they had been reprogrammed into a lifestyle that really had no room for God in their lives. And it was at that moment that they're hearing the Word of God being preached that the presence of God began to seize their hearts. And they begin to weep and they begin to cry with sorrow and sadness for their complacency and for their past mistakes and as they're weeping and as they're turning their hearts back to God, it was at that moment that God's joy starts to fill their lives. Did, did you hear me? As they were turning back to God, God's joy began to fill their lives. And it's at that moment that God speaks to them in Nehemiah chapter 8. And verse 9, and we're going to read it. It says, this is a holy day for the Lord your God. Don't mourn or cry. And then he told them, go eat rich foods and drink sweet drinks. Come on, that's a word for somebody in the month of December. When it says to eat rich foods, again, the literal translation of that is to eat fat things. Come on, this is your month. This is your this is your verse for the month of December for all those cookies and for all those pies. He says, eat rich foods, drink sweet drinks, and send portions to those who cannot provide for themselves. That's what we're doing through Heart for the House. And he says, notice what God says to these people who have been locked down. He says, Do not be sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now why would God tell them that it's party time? Why would God tell them to throw a party? Well, you see, their world had been in a mess. But now because they've turned back to God, they turned towards God, their world is now experiencing the joy of the Lord. You see, when your world gets God's joy, it's a completely different world. It's not a sad world anymore. It's not a depressed world anymore. It's not a cranky world anymore. It's not a fearful world anymore. And that's why God says, hey, I've, I've, I'm filling you with my joy, and now it's time to throw. I'm here to tell somebody here at Celebrate, somebody on the other side of this camera, come on, December, it's time to throw a party. That's exactly what your world needs. It needs the joy of the Lord. It's the answer, whether you realize it or not. It's the answer. Listen, church, it's the answer to what you're looking for. Now, um, 
The problem is, let me continue this review. The problem is, is we're trying to live on happy when God has created us to live on joy. We talked about this last week. Um, my son uh, had rented a truck. It was a diesel truck. And uh, when it got low on fuel, he pulled into the gas station, but instead of putting diesel in it, <laughs> you know, you try to raise in the best, you know how, you know. He, 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 he goes into the fuel station, and instead of putting diesel in it, he, 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 puts, he puts regular gas in it. Well, he gets back in, and he takes off, and the, it's, not, it's just, just a moment down the road. The, the tr truck starts wigging out, as he says it. Lights start blinking, and, and it starts to sputter, and it, 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 it just stalls on the side of the road. He's stranded. My point is this. Your life can't run unhappy when it was created to run on joy. That's the reason why some of you are wigging out. It's the reason why some of you are sputtering and, and stranded on the side of the road. Oh, how I love happy. Oh, but I need, it was created for joy. I, I like feeling happy, don't you? I like, I like when everything is going my way and the Niners are winning. Um, but my life needs joy. My life can't run on happy. Again, let's define our terms here. Happiness. What, what does happiness mean? Happiness is a feeling that you get that is controlled by your happenings or your circumstances. So in other words, if things are going your way, then you're feeling happy. And if things are not going your way, then you're, then you're sad, right? Happiness is a feeling that is controlled by what's going around, on around you, right? Like we said last week, you know, like if you're having a good hair day, happy, happy, happy. If it's a bad hair day, sad, 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 right? So, so you see, happiness is an outside-in job where joy is completely different. Joy is an inside-out job. It works from the inside to affect your outside. You, you all know how to get happy, right? But buy, buy a new, new car, you get happy, but, but six months down the road when you got to clean it, right, now you're sad, 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 sad. It's temporary. See, happiness is temporary where joy is eternal. What is joy? Joy is a spiritual force. It is a spiritual enablement, a spiritual empowerment. Now, now listen, I hope you're listening. I hope you didn't wander off to the garage. This is, this, this is the problem that people don't think is a problem. Most people don't think their problem is really a joy problem. So, so it's important that you understand really what it is that God is saying. What is joy? It's a, it's a spiritual force. It's a spiritual enablement. It's a spiritual empowerment that's in you by the Holy Spirit. It's already in you as a believer. Listen, when, when you receive Jesus into your life, you need to understand at that moment that you confess Jesus as your Lord, your spirit 
came alive by the Holy Spirit that now lives on the inside of you. And when he moved on the inside of you, he brought the very nature and the very character of God. And that nature is described in the Bible as the fruit of the Spirit. His character, his nature is described as the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and peace and kindness and self-control. And one of those that he brought on the inside that's living in you is called joy. I'm here to tell you joy is a spiritual force and it's on the it's not it's not found in a brand new car. It's not found with the Niners winning. No, it's found on the inside. Are you with me? It's found on the inside of you. What is joy? Joy is a supernatural gladness. A supernatural gladness. In fact, much of the time uh, you'll find wherever joy is you can translate that gladness. So, so, so here's what you understand, is that joy will result in gladness. It, 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 you, listen, listen, happiness cannot bring joy, but joy will result in there being a gladness. Joy is a supernatural gladness that is generated by God's character and nature that's in you by the Holy Spirit, listen, regardless of the circumstances around you. I love this definition, joy is God's nature in you being experienced, being experienced. So happiness is based on what happens to you, where joy is based upon God's nature being experienced in you. Now, last week we talked about why joy is so important. Let me, let me recap these pieces of the puzzle. Why is joy so important? Uh, this is what we learned last week. Number one, joy, because joy is important because joy is your strength. God makes the statement in Nehemiah. We just read it. God says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, so, so God's joy is what makes you strong, and God's joy is what keeps you strong. If you want strength for your life, if you want strength for your world, if you want strength for your relationships, if you want strength for your families and your careers and your finances and your health, then you need not happiness, you need the joy of the Lord. That's, what jo that's why joy is so important in your life, is because it gives you strength. Now also, the, we understand that, that if you have no joy, if the joy of the Lord is your strength, if you have no joy, then you would have no strength, right? That's the reason why joy is so important, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you have no joy, then you have no strength. And this is why so many people are quitting and giving up on life. This is the reason why people are giving up on their dreams and giving up on their purposes and giving up on the life that God has for them. Why? It's because they have no strength. And if you have no strength, it's because you have no joy. Notice what Proverbs 24.10 says. We read it last week, but hear it again. If you give up when trouble comes, it shows that you have very little strength. Remember, your strength is determined by your joy. So it's not a strength problem that you're having. It's a joy problem that you're having. If, you're, if your strength is small, then your joy is small. That's the reason why God said to me, your problem is not your problems. You're wanting to quit. You're wanting to throw in the towel. But your problem is not a strength problem. Your problem's not your problem. Your problem is a joy problem because if you have joy, then you have strength, and you're going to be willing to fight through those issues 
in life. You're going to be willing to fight for your dreams and fight for your purpose and fight for the life that God has for you. Now, if your joy is small, listen, it's because the joy thief has ripped you off. I love this in John 10.10. It's very clear here. The Bible says the thief does not come. You, You realize you have an enemy, right? The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have and enjoy life. Notice that word enjoy means to give joy. Notice the Bible says the thief, Satan, has come to steal. But God says, Jesus says, I've come that you may have or I've come to give you a joy life. That life is Zoe in the Greek. It means the life as God has it. God says, I've come to give you a joy life. I've come to give you a God life. But notice, Jesus came to give you joy, but Satan's in your life to steal it. Now, why would he want to steal your joy? Because if he can steal your joy, he's got your strength. And if he's got your strength, he's got your life. Listen, he wants you to quit on what God has promised for your life. This is why joy is so important in your life. It's why it's so important that you begin to understand that joy, you were created to run on joy and not happiness. Why? Because the joy gives you the strength to move forward in life. Why is joy so important? We talked about this last week, still in review here. But that's okay if all we do is preach review and you get something, it's going to be wonderful, right? Here, here's the second thing. i got to make sure you're getting it. Why is joy so important? It's because joy enables you to experience God's salvation. In Isaiah 12, 3, notice it says, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I used this last week. Here it is, my bucket right here. What is that saying? That word draw literally in the, in the Hebrew language is, is a word picture. And it's a bucket on a rope being lowered down into a well that is, that is able to dip into the water and scoop up water and then pulled back up so that you can utilize the water. It's a word picture. Notice what the Bible says again. It says, therefore with joy, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So, so, so what is that saying? Joy is your bucket that goes down into the waters of salvation to scoop up what salvation offers. So, so here's the problem. If you have no joy, you have no joy bucket. And if you have no joy bucket, you have nothing to go down into the well of salvation and draw up what you need for your life. See, some of you aren't excited because you don't know what salvation means. You think it's going to heaven. But salvation means healing. It means deliverance. It means breakthrough. It means everything that God has provided. It requires a joy bucket to get what you need to get from God. And he says, with your joy bucket, you're going to lower it down, and you're going to be able to scoop up that healing and pull it right up into your life so that you can utilize it. Why is joy important? Because joy enables you to experience what God has promised you without joy in your life without joy in your life you will never experience you're not hearing me without joy you're without joy in your life you'll never experience all that God has promised for your life 
Why is joy so important? Because joy is your strength. It's what keeps you from quitting and giving up. Why is joy so important? It enables you. It enables you to scoop up everything that God has promised that you can have. Now, let's get into some new territory. How many of you give me 10 more minutes? We're going to add a few more pieces to this today. We're doing good on time. 10 more minutes. Let's see, in this building, someone online? Come on in the chat room. Somebody tell me, give them 10 more minutes. Give them 10 more minutes, and then I'll add those up and maybe have 20 minutes. No, just kidding. Now, here's what you need to hear. Just because joy is in you by the Holy Spirit the moment you got saved doesn't mean that you are automatically experiencing it. And that's, that's the breakdown. J just because you got saved and just because joy is in you, come on, here's the disconnect, does not mean as a believer that you are experiencing the joy of the Lord. Why? Because joy is the result of a decision. You have to yield to the God nature of joy that is, that is in you. And it's only when you yield to the joy of the Lord that's in you that your life will then become joyful. Come on, we know how to get happy, right? Go spend some money and buy a car today, right? Get a new wife, get a new husband. You all know how to get happy, right? right? Don't look at me that way. We all know how to get happy. But most of us don't know how to get joy. And I'm here to tell you there's a disconnect because you thought joy was automatic. But listen, you have to yield to joy. You've got to turn your heart towards joy in order to experience the joy of the Lord in your life. So how do I yield to joy? How can I be joyful? Here's the first one. To be joyful, you have to be present full. Come on, I'm going to teach you how to buy your car. I'm going to teach you how to go get some joy today. To be joyful, you have to be presence full. Notice Psalms 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Listen, God's presence has to be your pursuit if you want joy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we just found out the problem. Did you hear me? If you want joy, then God's presence has to be your pursuit. People that don't pursue God, you don't have the joy of the Lord manifesting in your life. Joy is activated in the presence of God. When you learn to live in God's presence, when you have a lifestyle that acknowledges God, that's aware of God, that lives for God, when you live your life like God really does exist, like, like he's the, the utmost important thing in your life. I'm here to tell you, you will then begin to experience the joy. It will fill your life. Re remember, remember our text. Remember what we read. What was happening with God's people in Nehemiah days. Remember they had, they had been in a lockdown quarantine, just kind of like us. Theirs was just much longer. But their lives in that quarantine had been reprogrammed into a lifestyle where they had no room for God. 
So many of them had slipped away from God, became complacent. They lost their passion and devotion for God. What happened to them? They just got busy with new routines and new behaviors and new priorities. Oh, we would never do that, right? No, not us. That, the Bible says all these things were written in this book for our example so that we would not make the same mistake. They, they just got busy. They just, they just embraced new routines and behaviors and priorities. But once they turned their hearts back to God in His presence, joy begins to flood their souls. Are you with me? And God looks at them and says, it's time to throw a party. You have turned back to me, and I'm filling you with joy. I think so many, even in our lockdown, I know it might get quiet, but I can't hear you in your house anyhow. I can't hear you where you're working. can't hear you in that car, but you need to hear this. I believe it's from heaven. I think so many, even in our lockdown, have slipped away from their passion and their devotion to God. I, I know even in my life, I'm, I'm so many times in this seasons I've had to, I've had to deliver my own wife, my, my, my Cherie. She, she's backslidden many times over the last, last eight months. I love you, baby. Truth of the matter is she's had to deliver your pastor. I'll just be real with you. I'll be honest with you. So many times over the last eight months, it's like, hey, I don't want to go to church. Nobody else wants to go to church. Why do I have to go to church? And my wife would say, well, well you're the pastor. You've got to go to church. Hello. I think so many of us have kind of slipped away in our hot pursuit and our passion and our devotion for God. Here, here's the question. Have you drifted from God? Have you lost your devotion to God? Or, or maybe we could just say it like this. This, this is a quick, a quick, quick way to find out. Have, have you lost your joy? D do you have any joy? Well, you would have joy if you have presence, right? Here is the answer. If, if you have no joy, run, 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 run back to God. Run and get in His presence and joy will return and you'll hear the voice of God saying it's time to throw a party. Come on. Does anybody want to party in the month of December? God's Word says in His presence is fullness of joy, but it doesn't stop there. He says also there's pleasures there that will come into your life. And then He says your path will become more clear. When you go back to God's presence, joy fills your life, and pleasures start coming into your life, and then a clear path God makes for your life. Here's what you need to hear. God's presence is the fueling station for joy. God's presence is the fueling station for for joy. That's how we yield to joy. Can you handle another one? I want to ask my worship team to come back. Can, can, can you handle another on, on, online? Can you let me know if you can handle another one? Because I got more. We find joy in His presence. Here, here's, a, here's a second way you can yield to joy so that you can have a life that's joyful. Here it is, number two. To be joyful, you have to be wordful. To be joyful, you have to be wordful. Notice John 15, 11. I know I'm teaching you today, but this is what you need. This is celebration. This is what we need. 
We don't need to just be running around acting crazy, shouting all the time. Well, sometimes we just got to learn. The Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding. The enemy is banking on you staying stupid. But we're arming you with understanding. I know my problem. It's a joy problem. I know why I've want, been wanting to quit and give up. It's because I have no strength. And the reason why I have no strength is because I have no joy. And the reason why I have no joy is Satan somehow got in there and stole my joy. And I got to get my joy bucket back. How do I get my joy bucket back? I got to run back to the presence of Almighty God. I got I to get my devotion back. I got to get my passion back. When I get my passion and devotion back in his presence, joy floods my heart. But here's how you yield to God's joy. John 15, 11, I've told you these things so that you, you can have the same joy. <laughs> That's powerful. This is Jesus talking here. How many of you like to have the same joy he has? I've told you these things so that you can have the same joy I have and so that your joy will be the fullest possible joy. Notice that the words that Jesus spoke, the reason why he spoke them is so that they could have joy. Anytime Jesus says what he says, it's for the purpose so those that are hearing it can have joy. So joy is activated from the words of Jesus. And since Jesus is the Word of God, then joy is released by the Word of God. I hope you have one of these. I hope you have it on your phone. I hope you have one of these. Because what, what, what Jesus says in this book is what releases joy, what activates joy. It's your fueling station. It's what activates joy in your life. If you want your joy tank to be full, then you've got to get connected to the Word of God. Let me just say it like this, no word, <laughs> no joy. People say, oh, I just, I just have no joy. It's because you don't read the word. Because Jesus says, the things that I have said, I, 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 I spoke them so that you could have the joy I have, so that your joy could be completely full. This, we see this throughout. I want to make sure the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every truth be established. So, so I don't give just one verse. Let's give you another verse to, to secure this truth. First John 1. Look at verse 4 and 5. It says, we write these things. John, writing to believers here, says, we write these things to you so that you can be what? Full of joy with us. We heard the true teachings from God. We, in other words, what we're telling you, we've heard them from God. And now we're telling them to you so that you would have joy. The Word of God is what activates joy in your life. You mean, has it come back to that? You mean i got to read that book? If you want to be joyful, if you want to be depressed, if you want to be sad, if you want to quit on life, then stay away from the book. But if you're looking for the greatest antidepressant ever, it's found in the Word of God. It'll, 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 it'll take depression out of you. It'll take sadness out of you. It'll take discouragement out of you. Come on, some of you, that's the reason here at Celebration, we encourage you to read a chapter every day. I hope you haven't forgotten about that. 
you need to get our church app. Every day, celebration. Come on, we read a chapter every day. How many of you know what book we're reading right now? The book of Revelations. I know you're not going to understand most of it, but God says if you'll just read that book, you'll have a blessed life. You don't even have to understand it. God just says read it. If you're not reading a chapter every day, I encourage you, go online. Download our church app. Find out what chapter we're reading every day because we read a chapter every day. Why? Because we need joy every day. Jeremiah 15, 16. Notice what Jeremiah said. He says, your words were found and I ate them. What? The words of God. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Joy is activated by the word of God. God. Every word. I could spend so much time on this, but I, I want to I close with the last one. But, but I want to say this. Every word in this book, every word in your Bible is a joy pill. If I could just get you to believe that. If I could just get you to commit to that. That every time I read one word in one verse, I'm taking a joy pill. I'm here to tell you, joy can be in you, but it's not activated until you yield to it. And the way you yield to it is open your Bible and begin to take your joy pills every day. Why? Because God's Word is the fueling station for joy. Here, here's, here's the last one. How do I yield to joy? Run to His presence. How do I yield to joy? How do I activate it? How do I fill up with joy? Get into the Word of God. Now, see, it's, it's obvious what's happened, right? It's obvious. How does Satan steal your joy? It just keeps you out of the presence. How does Satan steal your joy? Listen, he's not after your car and he's not after your wife. He's after your joy. How does he do it? He just keeps you out of the Word. If he keeps you out of the Word, you have no joy. If he keeps you out of the presence, you have no joy. The last thing Satan wants you is to be a part of this service. It's too late. You're already here. Come on, you're already here. How do I yield to joy? Here's the last one. To be joyful, you have to be songful. This is powerful. Are you still with me? Come on, anybody give me any time on, on the chat? Anybody? Did they give me 10 minutes? How many 10 minutes did they give me? Notice Psalms 95.1. It says, come, let us praise the Lord. Let us sing for joy to God. Notice if you want joy, you're going to have to sing for it. Joy is activated from your song. It's your song, it's your worship that attracts God's joy in your life. As you begin to sing, as you begin to worship, listen, church, the Bible teaches that joy begins to flow into your life. That's the reason why I'm always saying, hey, don't just sit back and listen. It's a worship service. You're not at a concert. God needs to hear your song. God needs to hear your voice. Isaiah 54, God tells a barren woman to begin to sing in her crisis, in her sorrow, in her sadness, in her disappointment. God says, if you'll start singing, I'll turn your barrenness around. Somebody needs to hear that today. 
Why, why was God telling, God was telling a woman in her crisis, what I need you to do is not listen to a song. I need you to start singing a song to me. And if you'll sing a song to me, I'll turn your situation around. Why? Because what you sing about, you bring about. Are you hearing me? I'm almost done. What you sing about, you bring into your life. You bring it in your life. No wonder why the devil has tried to shut down our singing and our worship. The devil knows the power of a song in your mouth. It's a reason why he's always trying to get the wrong song in your heart. Oh, you have a song. You're singing it all the time. I was, I was out in the community the other day. I went into a place and this song was going and people are like, and it's like, and I took a moment to, to hear it, and, and it, it, it was like, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. I never, I know it's an old song, but, but, but everybody was grooving, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. See, see, some of you know what that's, something. I said, really? Really? Uh-oh, you might not want to be singing that, because what you sing about you bring, bring about. Oh, the enemy wants to put the wrong song. He wants to put the wrong song in your mouth. But if you'll sing the right song, if you'll start worshiping your God, a joy will come into your life. Don't you dare listen to me, celebration. On the other side of this camera, don't you dare let the devil steal the song of the Lord, your song of worship, your song of victory, your song of breakthroughs. I don't care if you've got to put a mask on. You need to let your song be sung. I've come to tell somebody that your song matters. It matters. It matters. I know what some of you are thinking, but I don't sing very good. It's no excuse. You're not singing to sound good. You're singing for joy. That's the reason why God says make a joyful noise because most of us, we don't sound good. It's just noise, but it don't matter because it's releasing joy. Come on. It's releasing joy. Somebody needs to start singing for some joy. Singing for some joy. Psalm 64. How glad the nations will be singing for joy because you are their king. Then the earth will yield its harvest. And God, our God, will richly bless us. Seriously, I'm, I'm almost done, but I, I believe this is so important. Are you, hearing, are you hearing what God is saying to celebration? God is saying your, your problems are really not your problem. Your problem is a joy problem. And one of the ways we fuel up on joy is by singing. Notice in Psalms here, it says, sing for joy and when you do the Bible says then the earth will yield its harvest and God our God will richly bless us what is God saying if you'll sing for joy then then what will happen in your life is God will start increasing you and blessing you don't let the enemy steal your song it releases joy in your life and then God's blessing will come upon you your life. That's the reason why the enemy is scared spitless of a worshiper. One of the hardest things that we have, we have attempted over the last eight months 
is to get people to sing, is to get people to worship. Why? Because the enemy is scared spitless of a true worshiper. It's letting their song be released. Why? Because he knows if you're going to sing and worship, joy is going to be released, and then God has an avenue to bless his people. Don't you dare let the enemy steal your song. Last verse, Ephesians 5, 18. Don't destroy yourselves by getting drunk. Hmm. Had a little bit too much of that, did you? COVID-19, a little bit too much. Well, what am I going to do if I don't have another drink? Let the Spirit fill you. Let the Spirit, but let the Spirit fill your life. How are we going to do that, God? Sing. Sing. What are we going to do? Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs as you praise the Lord with all your heart. Fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit. And when you fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit, you're filling yourself up with joy. And how do you do that? By singing to the Lord. By singing to the Lord. Singing hymns. I was raised in church. I don't know how many of you were raised in church, but we used to have those, those hymnals, right? And we'd sing hymns out of the hymnals. <laughs> and um, don't you dare let the enemy steal your song. God says, don't take another glass. Don't, don't, don't waste your time getting drunk. What you need to do, what you really, that, that's the enemy's counterfeit. But you're going to wake up in your same misery. Same depression, same sorrow. God says, I have something for you that if you'll sing, it'll fill your life. But, but, but when it says hymns, I was thinking, I was thinking, how, how, many, how many others on, online do you, you were raised in church? And I heard about this one church, a pastor says, you know, they were raising money for part of their expansion. He said, he said to the first person that'll give $1,000, we'll let them choose the next three hymns next weekend for our singing and for our worship. And there was an elderly woman in the back. She said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll give the first thousand dollars. The pastor was excited. Wow. Wow, that was quick. And he looks back at her and he says, now, 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 what would be your three hymns that you would like to choose? And she thought for a moment and she said, I'll choose him and him and him. I just had to give just one more corny preacher's joke. Don't you dare let the enemy steal your song. Come on, in this building, stand to your feet. Those online, can, can I remind you? The Apostle Paul talks more about joy in the New Testament than almost anything else. He says, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. But can I remind you that Paul was the very same individual that found himself in a prison cell with Silas, Paul and Silas, at the midnight hour. <laughs> they were in a mess. Their world was in a mess. It had been so easy to be depressed, so easy to be sorrowful, so easy to want to quit and throw in the towel and forget about this stuff. But not Paul. No, Paul knew there was joy, and if he yielded to joy, it would change the situation. So at midnight, 
In his darkest hour, they begin to sing praises to the Lord. Come on, you want out of your prison? You want out of your crisis? You want out of your situation? You got to start lifting your voice and you got to start singing. Why? Because your song to the Lord is the fueling station for joy. And as they begin to sing, the Bible says a, a, an earthquake hit that place. God sent an earthquake and their shackles came off and the prison doors were open. And they had a great victory because they chose not to be sad. They chose to activate the joy in their world. And I hope you're getting this today. I hope you're getting this today. How do I activate it in my life? Run to his presence. How do I activate it in, in my life? Fall in love with the word of God. How do I activate it in life? In my life? Quit listening to everybody else sing. Get your song back. Start worshiping your God and watch the prison doors be open in your life, right where you're at. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray for every person that's on the other side of this camera that this understanding, this word, God, I know it's challenging, but it's so helpful. God, if nobody else gets it, I'm so thankful that you've given it to me because, God, I've needed it so bad. God, would you help us? Would you help families? you help teenagers today? Would you help homes today? God, those listening to me on the other side of this camera, these few that's in this room, God, would you fill us with your joy today? God, I pray today is the last day for that depression. I declare that today is the last day for that sadness. I declare that today is the last day for that disappointment. I declare that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I release it now to every home, every place, every individual. God, I thank you that as we begin to apply this truth in our lives, <laughs> oh, that we're going to hear the sounds of partying going on all over all over this valley all over this community all over the world in Jesus name Father for those that don't have a relationship with you those that their spirit has not been born again God those that have that desire right now God I pray for them that you would draw them listen if you don't have a relationship with God you've never received him as your Lord and Savior. So easy. The Bible says all you have to do is all the call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know who you are today. You've been waiting for this moment in the service. You're far from God. You've drifted from God. You've never surrendered your life to God. Or, or perhaps you, you served God at one time, but you haven't been living for him. And you're running back to him. If that's you today, on the other side of this camera, or perhaps even somebody in this room, would you just pray this prayer? Now listen, it's not just repeating a prayer, it's engaging your heart in the prayer. Say this, say, Father God, today I surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me. He took my sin, 
took my judgment. I believe he was raised from the dead. And today, I receive the free gift of eternal life. Father, with your help, from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May I celebrate with those that prayed that prayer. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 